Hey guys, welcome to Two Feet from the Soapbox, a weekly conversation with us, Judith and Justin Sweeney, where we dive deep and share details about the oil-based cosmetic products that we make and the growing family and company behind them. In each episode during the series, uh, timed with intention for the evening bath or morning commute, uh, we're going to answer questions that will help guide you through exploring and transitioning to oil-based products for sensitive, dehydrated, and dry skin. We will also explore wellness beyond the bar with a special focus on what we've experienced and learned after years with mental health disorders, myself with cyclothemia, just recently diagnosed yourself with a generalized anxiety disorder That's right. um, that you've been dealing with for over a decade now. I was diagnosed in 2005. In a time of great anxieties and uncertainty, we want to share optimism and opportunity to build better each day, which is one of our, our mottos in business is, you know, 1% better each day leads to better overall. Yeah, and I think it's helped us build a, a resiliency over time that when a lot of what's happened over, you know, the last uh, 12 months, 14 months, um, that's allowed us to really kind of move through a lot of these experiences recently without uh, additional anxiety and without a lot of additional uh, worries coming into our home simply by using a lot of the strategies and the different things that we had built up over the years. And so we're excited to get right into those episodes, but we really want to do something a little different with the first episode to help set uh, a foundation and uh, just to, to kind of create the bedrock for this relationship we're going to build. So what are we going to cover? Well, in this one? Yeah. 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 So uh, so in this episode, um, I think we've shared a little bit of what each future episode might be like, but we want to tell and share a little bit about why, right? So I think anytime you're getting into a new project or you're starting to share a new project with people, uh, we wanted to be able to frame, you know, why an audio series? Why choose now to and get why started? Us? And why us? Yeah. Why would anybody want to listen? And why <laughs> why would we have things of value to, to communicate? And so that's that's what we're going to cover in this first uh, episode of the series. And so that way we'll just set a little bit of a foundation uh, so you guys feel a little bit more comfortable knowing who your co-hosts are uh, and also a little bit about, you know, what is the reasoning and, and what are we here trying to accomplish and what are we hoping to do for you uh, over the, the length of this series. So Judith, let's, uh, I would love to do some back and forth on this, but I would love uh, you, uh, your opinion on, you know, why are we starting this audio series? Why are we doing an audio series? There's a couple different reasons. I'll start with the main one it, uh, for, for me personally. Oil-based cosmetics and compostable packaging often come with a bit of a learning curve than what the general population may be used to. So I want to walk people through how to pick the right products for them and their family, especially those dealing with sensitive skin and how oil-based formulations can really help with that. I want to talk about different ways to care for and dispose of your products guilt-free. We've done a big movement over the last year uh, moving towards compostable packaging with, you know, eco-friendly dyes and things like that. So there isn't going to be any long-term ecological effect when using our products 
as well as which products are best for multi-purpose. I always love trying to find how many ways I can use one product. I think that's the minimalist in me as we also, that's been a big part of, of what we've done personally, minimalism to try and help both of our mental health challenges. So I like to incorporate that into the products as well. And then uh, when to reach for oil-based versus water-based and what's the difference? Yeah, so that's kind of where my big thing is there. Um, and I know that we have a couple other topics that we really want to help people understand with this audio series. Yeah, and I think what's really exciting uh, about this, one of the things that I thought would be really valuable long term is, is to kind of build it as a resource library. Mm. as well right so we had the benefit over the first five years of bubbles and bombs of being able to uh, cater to our introverted nature by really building beautiful boutique spaces and then having more intimate meaningful conversations in those spaces so a lot of our community members that we connected with it was often over conversation and we know how to explore the products through conversation uh, best uh, and better than any other channel we uh, uh, we miss and almost crave that in-store conversation the depth of it you know the we really want to replace that we want to replace that experience for ourselves and we want to replace that experience for the community uh, and we also want to include the broader wellness topics that continue coming up again and again when mm. we had a boutique environment it, yeah. it, you know in that space it, it was quite frequent that we had community members as well as ourselves talking very openly in a very healthy way about uh, our mental health addiction concerns anxiety depression depression, physical ailments, um, you know, it, it, those types of conversations are really challenging to engage in, in, in a, you know, a social media format or in a, a quick post. And, and it's always just a snapshot too, right? And we, we don't want to just have a snapshot because, you know, when you have a snapshot, you want to make it presentable and, and nice. And, you know, this I feel is raw and authentic and we're able to really strip away that that layer and, and get intimate with the people who are listening and our customers and people who are on their own wellness journey to a better, more sustainable lifestyle that they can be proud of and that their, their nieces or nephews or children can be proud of as well. And I think in a lot of what we do, especially knowing who we are, I mean, we're sensitive people by nature, uh, sensitive skin, sensitive in spirit, <laughs> uh, sensitive from a mental health standpoint, I mean, uh, sensory sensitive. And so, you know, we really like catering to to that speed of life. And, you know, we, we uh, like uh, kind of like a reduced stimulus, lower sensory kind of experience. I love the digestible speed of audio. Mm. Uh, I love the like absorption absorbing things through narrative and through story, uh, listening, being able to listen while I'm, you know, driving to work or uh, while well, not that I bath. drive to work anymore, but you know, when I, when I <laughs> when uh, do would commute, uh, doing deliveries, yep. taking a bath in the evening, doing meal prep, doing uh, uh, cooking, I find uh, they can be such a welcome companion. And there's an intimacy there uh, that we just wanted to capture yeah. that we just didn't, uh, we, we thought this was going to be the best way, but um, I'd love to, you know, if you, move beyond that. I think that was why we chose audio. But uh, another question is why right now? Yeah. So why do you think that we chose right now to do this? I know we've been talking about doing audio for a while. Um, and it's really just been the last, I'd say, six months that we really kind of made that push for it. 
Well, I think, you know, for me, um, obviously, we're looking to reconnect uh, and connect anew with our community and kind of share some additional information and knowledge. But I think right now, uh, a lot of people are, a lot of things and a lot of people are hurting, mm. right? I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening, whether you're looking at things from an environmental perspective, whether you're looking at mental health, whether you're looking at the impact of COVID uh, on people's lives and, you know, the loss of social connection and the impact that that can have. Uh, there are, you know, there are a lot of people who are looking to do better and looking to find better routines and feel better and feel better. Feel people want to feel better. Do. I find it's been this year has been a lot of self-reflection or I guess last year and this mm. year has been it, it's given people the opportunity to do a lot of self-reflection. What do they want? What do they not want? And just kind of gain clarity in their day-to-day life. Um, so I think that's been a positive thing that's come out of this this pandemic is being able to kind of take that step back and, and reflect on, on life as a whole as deep as that's pretty deep, but. Well, I mean, it can be a catalyst, right? Yeah. So I think you can look at a lot of things in life like a catalyst. And, and so it, it is, whether it's an obstacle, an obstacle can be something that shuts you down or it can be something that, you know, forces innovation. It can mm-hmm. force you to look at things from a different perspective. It can force you to take a jump into something that maybe you were hesitant on before. It can kind of force you to play your hand. So, you know, there are ways to look at things that certainly can make it easier. But, uh, you know, this experience has been very different for person to person. Oh, yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think when we look at some of the common things that we see that we really you know, we want to speak to. And when we talk about, you know, like our packaging and we talk about the environmental concerns that are going on right now. Um, so, I mean, one of the things that, one of the, the studies that we really kind of fall back on is one by uh, Gerd Jambeck and Law that was published in 2017 mm. in uh, Science Advances. And so that was the one that really came out and kind of set that benchmark that a lot of people uh, rely on, which is, you know, 9% of total plastics produced have been recycled as of 2015. Yuck. Right? Which is, so when we're looking at like, why are we doing things for better right now? Why are we building better right now? What are some of the the, the conditions that are happening around the world? Well, uh, a big part of what's moving us to act is environmental, mental health, and I would say uh, the sensitive skin and the sensitive skin oh, yeah. movement needs. Yeah. So, like within the environmental space, it's definitely the plastic concern for us. With with nine percent being uh, uh, recycled, your grandmother's cosmetic containers probably still <laughs> kicking around your great grandmother's cosmetic container is probably still kicking around and that yeah. i i don't want my my containers kicking around for my great 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 grand i don't want my containers kicking around for our kids well and i mean with such a failure rate on the recycling we also have a growing concern when it's like the production rate is still increasing 8.4 percent according to that same report right so you know it, it, every year we're producing that much more and we're still failing to capture it right so the environmental concern is is something that's motivating us to act right now and not only that like we want life is so busy and fast-paced that we wanted to make it easy to do good so we wanted to take that ownership um, of you know recycling and take it completely off of other people's 
shoulders. So whether the packaging we use or the processes that we do end up in, you know, the compost where it's designated or, or meant to go or the landfill, it's not going to be around for our children. Um, which I thought was important. One of the other reasons why we're doing this right now is the massive increase in anxiety too. Yeah, and so, I mean, this is an area where I think, you know, we'll speak to this in a little bit when we talk about why we might be the right people, but, you know, when it comes to anxiety increasing, so again, you know, looking at some reading heading into this episode and came across something from the Kaiser Family Foundation, so their health policy uh, research and journalism organization in the U.S., they report Uh, So they have an ongoing health tracking poll uh, Mm. uh, that polls uh, adults throughout the United States. And their self-reporting incidents of anxiety were going from 1 in 10 to 4 in 10, dating like six months prior to COVID to six months into the COVID experience. That's a 30% increase. I mean, it's it's huge, right? Like, I mean, you you know, the the rates and the incidents. uh, uh, And so you're seeing that manifest itself in content and everything everywhere. You're seeing a lot of the helpers coming out and really kind of emphasize Exercising uh, wellness, wellness lifestyles, wellness routines, Which how to bring awesome. mindfulness into your day to day, how to slow down a little bit, disconnect to reconnect, so to speak. But even with everybody talking about it, that in and itself can be overwhelming. Oh, yeah. Right? Because everybody's talking about it. Everybody's saying you should do it this way. You should do it that way. But So how do you navigate and even try to find some of the things that you might enjoy, right? So I think we'll reflect on a lot of the variety of uh, paths, processes, and exercises that we use. Lived experience. A lot of lived experience, yeah. absolutely, right? And so, I mean, that th- those two pieces, but I think, you know, why are we doing this right from the get-go has to be the sensitive skin. That's why we got yeah. started with oil-based cosmetics. It was to serve our own sensitive skin and that of others. And I mean, this is a, gro- like, this is a huge minority of the population. So if you look, uh, so there was a meta-analysis across a number of studies. And so across all these studies there was 59,000 participants in total and across 59,000 participants uh, in all of them were self-reporting studies 40% of uh, adults self-reported having mild to severe sensitive skin and reactions to the products they use so I mean that's 40 that's a huge and I bet you 40% of people don't want to smell like oatmeal yeah, and they want more. Yeah, you want more variety, right? So there, there are ways that oil-based cosmetics really kind of make that easier through self-preservation, not having to add some of the additional uh, preservatives and fragrances and things. And we'll get into a lot of that throughout this series as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we know like why audio we know some why of the now? burning passions that we have and why we think now is a good time to start talking and sharing much more deeply but why us why are Ooh. you judith going to be a good co-host for this well i'm your wife so you're stuck with me well, i think you're excellent <laughs> at that job you do fantastic work <laughs> well that's that's positive um so I've, 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 I love products. I uh, started out, so my, my whole why, I guess, I could go really in depth into my childhood of trying to sell rocks in my dad's store as a youngster, but I think that's a little bit too far back. Um, I started out as an LPN. Um, I took my schooling through NBCC uh, St. Andrews. I nursed for about five years. Within that time, I... It was kind of an overlapping thing where my love for helping people 
transitioned into uh, my love for creativity um, through different aromas and that space. Um, you know, I, I did a lot of painting, um, was very kind of that helpful mindfulness area without knowing that there was another layer that I could go deeper on. Um, so over the last six years of doing bubbles and bombs, I've spent that time formulating, producing, trying to come up with, you know, different things that are going to be beneficial for my skin type, because I do have such sensitive skin. We had struggles finding, um, you know, products that met our needs that were pleasing to use and were nice to use and made you feel good. And uh, so I also have six years of studying across schools with courses of aromatherapy, product development. Um, and just recently I've started doing cosmetic formulation, which is even another layer deeper um, into uh, different processes of how uh, the material that we use affect our skin on the on the very basic level but like from a, a i think one of the most amazing things that you bring that you really undervalue a lot of the time is um the legitimate thousands of experiences <laughs> helping community members face to face in a boutique setting yeah. with their skincare needs like that that is the I if you're talking service. about the, the <laughs> expertise in that space that's where you honed that expertise well I, mean, I love helping people right and and yeah you're right i i did work quite a bit i was the the face of bubbles and bombs for a long time and i think to some degree i still am uh just maybe with with uh, things maybe more in the background, but that's why we're another reason why we're doing audio is to kind of bring that back. But yeah, I've helped thousands of customers. We have an amazing community and everybody's skin is different. So everybody's needs are different. Everybody has different questions. You know, there are a lot of questions that are the same that I think we can go over and that way it helps a lot of people. And I think a lot of people are just, they're unsure of where to start and when it comes with the products that they use every day and how that's gonna affect them and their family. Yeah. So what about you, Justin? Why 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 are you going to be my most fabulous co-host? Yeah, so I mean you are the product guru. We mm. know that when it comes to oil-based products, you are the guru. I, I would say I, I'm going to bring some value there when it comes to blending. Yeah, you have a good essential nose. Oils. So uh, definitely, have a, I mean, seven years experience and, and you know, did attend a school of aromatherapy for getting started with blending the essential oils. The first year of Bubbles and Bombs, I was the man behind the counter. Yeah. Judith was full-time geriatric. Well, Judith was working a lot of geriatric nursing at that point. I was part-time in both. And so, yeah, and I, I, was, I was the guy. And yeah. I did not know a lot. And so I, I focused <laughs> in on essential oils and said, okay, I'll know that space. That'll be the space where I bring value. So I definitely have a, a little bit that I'll bring there. But I think from the product side, it's really going to be, you know, a lot of trying to, to pull out what you know. Well, I think women are more likely to use products as well as opposed to men. I, I think that's changing as men realize that they deserve to have nice feeling skin too. Yeah, and they don't have to be itchy. Um, but yeah, I think I think women can... You know, seeing a big burly man as much as <laughs> as 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 well informed as you are, I think can be a little intimidating when they want to come in and ask about their dry, sensitive skin. Yeah, and I think so. I, I mean, a lot of the conversations I had uh, in store, a lot of times were the ones that went beyond uh, just skincare, right? And much really more the mental health. Well, just wellness in general, yeah. right? And so, I mean, that that was a very organic fit for me in a space. So, you know, my undergrad is in psychology, so there's a, a good theoretical base mm -hmm. for 
understanding human psychology, but definitely no expertise in counseling uh, or, or, you know, being in a, a therapeutic uh, role. You've had a lot of counseling. I've had a lot of counseling and that's going to help. That's yeah. going to help a lot. Right. So, um, I mean, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder in 2005. Right. Yeah. And so that came with a little bit of panic disorder at that time, severe panic attacks daily, uh, small stint of agoraphobia where I had to struggle leaving my mother's basement, uh, really had to build back every bit. Uh, so I had been self-medicating at that point. Uh, there were some uh, yeah, hard narcotic concerns. And uh, really, it was a series of, uh, you know, almost a decade of, of addictions and uh, trying to find balance, trying to, you know, retain a career and build a life while still you know, fighting these mental health demons and fighting a lot of the impulse of behavior and addictions and self-medicating that came with it. But you worked really hard to build your back yourself back up after your bottom in, in 2011. Yeah, because I mean, it, it almost killed me in 2011, right? So, I, you know, that that was finally a bottom that I, I, I still remember the next day just having this odd sense of relief where it's like, oh, okay, I can, I can that's it. That's I don't know if it can get worse than that without me not being here anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so it really, you know, it's been a process over 10 years of then looking back and going, okay, how do I build better? And, you know, so it was going back and actually finishing my undergrad and attending college and, you know, getting into event management and doing more community oriented things and getting heavy into volunteerism. And then, uh, you know, obviously repaying uh, any debts that I had, getting my anxieties under control, learning what anxiety was, learning how to incorporate meditation. How do I incorporate yoga? There's how, a lot of pieces. Yeah. Uh, you know, what does, uh, uh, you know, do you have to think about your childhood? Do you talk about these things? You know, how open are you with friends? and family yeah. uh, you know all of these things it, it, it's amazing uh, the experiences that you have to navigate when you're going through these because you still have to live your life a lot of times you still have to pay rent you still have to do these things and, and you're kind of carrying this additional burden and so that was a, a burden that I carried for a number of years before I was able to even start to make genuine improvement and uh, so now we're at a point where I wouldn't say it's like a fully recovered point but certainly at a point where I think you know, the conversations in store were always super organic simply because of shared experiences and shared struggles. Yeah. And uh, I'm a big advocate for pushing those things out into the public space. I, I think when you're, you see the numbers of people that are afflicted with certain things and, and it, it is being discussed, but I think normalizing it from the perspective of sharing our own stories a lot more, especially if you're, you know, in a position where you're, you're doing well and, or you're doing anything, right? And you, you've had this redemption story. I think it can really influence a lot of people and so you know i think we're gonna i think we'll be okay at this i think we'll have a little bit i look forward to getting into you know some interviews and stuff later in the series but i'm really looking forward to the first number of episodes just really getting to know you again and yeah. uh, you know kind of having an intimate um, conversation with you like this each week that that is planned and so some kid-free talk time yeah exactly <laughs> and uh so i mean a, a grab bag question i like the idea of kind of wrapping up with something a little bit lighthearted and a little bit of a grab bag question yeah. so my question uh for this episode is uh what is something that you are having to do for self-care or skincare that you did not think you would have to do at this age? Stretching. <laughs> <laughs> I like, you think it like, I, I played basketball.
basketball when I was in, in middle school. I wasn't yeah. very good at it, but, um, you know, you go through the stretching and you do all your exercises. And, and I felt like I was just always going through the motions of like, oh, everybody has their arm over across. I guess I have to do that too. Like I, I, it's here, I'm doing it. Is this helping? Is it, <laughs> but like actually taking the time and, you know, breathing into your stretches. And I feel like such a old soul when I do it, not necessarily an old lady, but <laughs> I, I feel like an old soul when I do that, just because it's like, yep, gotta do my morning stretches before I start the day. And it's more from a mindfulness thing than it is a physical thing, although yeah. it does help me physically. But yeah, it's, uh, I really enjoy um, doing my stretches as a form of self-care. And that's something that I just recently started doing, but I look forward to continuing. And yourself, what's something that uh, you are finding that you're having to do for your self-care that you didn't think you would have to do until you were an old, old, old man? I actually came up with this question yesterday because I was in the mirror uh, trimming my ear hair. <laughs> And I did not think that that was going to be an active activity at my mid thirties. Right. Like I, I, you know, I anticipated it. I knew it was coming. I've seen, like I was close with my grandfather. Right. I, yeah. I knew what I was destined for. I had no idea at this age that it was going to be like a, a, you know, a regular occurrence that I'd have to look at, at ear and nose hair. So I would say that that is one of the things that I was not anticipating. And yeah. so I, I, that's a good one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see what other grab bag questions we come up with and hopefully, uh, as we continue uh, to share with our audience and our community, you guys will come up with some things as well. Um, this is definitely going to become an interactive experience uh, overall. We definitely uh, are hoping that you guys will help us shape a lot of the topics and uh, some of the things that you want to hear as we continue going. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining us on two feet from the soapbox mm -hmm. and taking part in this leg of our journey. We're really excited to, to share um, our journey um, to wellness because it's ever ongoing. Um, and you know, we'll have, we'll have days where we're not doing too well, but hopefully we'll continue and, and learn new things and, you know, learn through new things through you guys too. If you have any comments, please feel free to, um, let us know. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Our handle is at bubblesandbombs.ca. And of course you can always find our products on our website at uh, bubblesandbombs.ca. Take good care and be well. Thank you guys so much for joining us at Two Feet from the Soapbox and taking part in this leg of our journey. Uh, we would love to hear from the quiet, thoughtful voices as well as the very loud and boisterous ones. Um, so regardless of your style, please be thoughtful of others and we will do our best to read all of your comments um, and, and get back to you individually. We really enjoy having that communication back and forth. The link to our content can always be found in the footer of our website, bubblesandbombs.ca. To connect with Judith and I, you can also send a voice message at anchor, uh, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M, uh, forward slash two feet from the soapbox, or connect with us through our Bubbles and Bombs social media pages on Facebook and Instagram at bubblesandbombs.ca. We hope that wherever you're listening today, you get a lot of value and we would love it if you help us empower those with sensitivities by leaving a review on Spotify, Apple podcast, or whichever platform you're listening to today. Take good care guys and be well. Take care.